and welcome to the Village Traders Podcast. I'm your host, Njabulun Saban. This podcast is aimed at helping you and experienced traders navigate the markets and learn from other traders. Uh, in this week's episode, I'm chatting with a mentor of mine, Simon Brown, who's giving me feedback on um, the past couple of months trading with him, you know, tips and pointers and, um, you know, what I what I was doing good, what I was doing bad. So with that being said, let's get right, let's get straight into it. Yeah, yeah, no, cool. Cool, cool. Um, uh, so some thoughts, as I said, your, your, your risk management is solid and I think that you know, when 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 people say to me, "What's the word that sums up a trader?" I always say it's discipline. And when they say, um, "Elaborate on that," I'm saying it. It's about risk management. And 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 truthfully, we hate the risk management because it does two things. It locks in losses, so we ignore the stop loss and the and the hope and a prayer that it'll run higher and stuff like that. You know that that it will reverse on us, notwithstanding the evidences that it won't. Um, and then the, the other issue with 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 is that. If we're doing proper position size, we're trading too small. Um, I say too small. I mean we're not, but it, it feels, you know, as you were saying earlier, it, it it feels intuitively wrong. So I mean, when I've looked over over traders and their their spreadsheets and stuff over the years and the trades that they've done, it's usually within within minutes, you know exactly what the problem is. They trade too big. They ignore stop losses. Um, and there's sometimes the third problem, which I'll get to in a second. Um, and you don't have either of those, which I think, which 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 means, frankly, you've got over the hard part. That is the hard part of trading. Um, and, and if you're if you're avoiding that, then then the rest is simple. And I'm going to come to the rest in a moment because I've got some thoughts around that. But once we've got that risk management in place, and once we're disciplined to our risk management, then it's easy. I mean, I always say with my with my Aussie and stuff. I mean, you know my trading systems. None of them are complex. None of them are smart. Um, the only reason I've made money in the market for what twenty years uh, is because I, I I trade small, um, and I didn't used to. That was a feature which I when I started trading indices in two thousand and six, two thousand and five, um, and when my stop is triggered every single time for twenty years, when the stop is triggered, I get out. Yeah, and in the olden days it was manual, and these days it's 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 now just automated, although not on this on the on the lazy or the seven twenty one. But as long as we do that, we stay in the game, and then we give ourselves a chance. Um, the other thing which which a lot of folks do is they put their stops too tight, particularly on equity. I mean, if you look at the stop losses that me and you are running on our trades, they're big. Hey, I mean they they're running at like you know six, seven, eight, sometimes maybe even ten percent. Um, and, and the sort of trading that, you know, my Liberty trade is now, it'll be two months old in two weeks time. Um, yeah, I entered second of, of September. Um, and you've got to give them that time. You know, if, if I'd made my stop much tighter, which is the one way that people respond to, to the fears around risk and position size is they make their stop tighter. So they'll, instead of, you know, where it should be like a, a, you know, they'll use half ATR or maybe a one ATR so that because their stop is smaller, they can trade a bigger size. And then they think that when their stop gets hit, it won't be as painful because it won't be as, as much money being lost. And yeah, the answer is no to both. Um, yeah. Cause so if you're using a, a super tight stop, you're more susceptible to being touched and moving back into your direction. Yeah. That's just it. You know, very little does what your Sassel would no, not so much your Sassel, your African rainbow. Now that's not normally how a trade rolls, where it just runs and runs and runs without taking a breather. 
um, usually at some point they're going to take a breather. So, um, and, and therefore the touch stops hurt. And we, uh, but and that all comes together. And, and, and quite simply, if you're doing that right, then, then everything else is going to work. You know, all the other bits and pieces and, 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 and my other thoughts are not unimportant, but they're, they're very much secondary nature. And usually when I chat to traders, as I say, it's always just about you're trading too big and you're ignoring your stop losses and you're putting them too tight. And if you don't fix those three things, there's nothing we can do. Um, and, and you've got that sorted. So, you know, that, 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 that's no stress at all. The, 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 the flip side to that, um, and, and you know this because we have discussed it, is are you, are you over trading? Do you have too many trades? And if I come at that from a different question, um, do you have a clear defined strategy? And, and, and let me say what I mean about that. When I talk to, to traders, there's a chap who I follow on, 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 there's a bunch of chaps on Twitter, but the one common theme that comes from most of them is that to be a successful trader, you need one or two sort of strategies that work. Um, and with that, the rest is easy. And, and you know, then, it, then you'll make money, et cetera, et cetera. And at this point, you're trading, I mean, I try to count it out, but it's bunches of them. It's, it's, it's half a dozen, maybe it's more. You've got engulfing candles, you've got breakouts. Um, there's bunches of, of, of different ones. And my sense is, is that I think it's too many. That said, and it's kind of what I'm doing the same thing. I'm just coming at it from a different direction. I started with a bunch of strategies and very quickly narrowed it down. I think what you will probably do in time, and whether this is, you know, something that happens this year or whether it's something that happens in the next couple of years, is you're going to probably start to focus on less and less. You're going to start saying, yeah, okay, that one works, but I don't like the risk, you know, the hit ratio on it. I don't like the the times, you know, etc. And and you know, so at some point in the future, maybe it's Christmas this year, maybe it's Christmas next year or the year after, when we talk trading, is you will say, yep, I, I trade, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, equities or whatever, um, and I trade engulfing tech candle reversals and uh, breakouts from from you know whatever that sort of thing. So a sense of of almost reducing the number of trades you do into the more high performance trades. Um, and as I said, what I did was I started with a whole bunch and then things were falling left, right and center. Um, and I'm like, whoa, hang on, let me stick to one, get that right. And then we, and then I can start expand myself the other way because I was thinking about it. If I was to trade two things, two strategies, it would probably be the, the breakout and the engulfing candle. Um, so my next one to bring into the equation will, will probably be the, the, the engulfing candle and you'll see, I mean, that might also change. Um, so I, I think, I think if there's a weak spot in your trading right now, it's probably too many strategies, too many trades, but I don't think it's a critical weak spot in part because you're doing good risk management. So you can manage the quantity and it's not going to bust you out in part because the system manages stops and that sort of thing for you, so you can manage a lot of trades. Um, and in part because I suspect, and maybe I'm wrong, I suspect that in time you will narrow it down to to a, a couple rather than a lot. Um, and, and maybe you won't. I mean, I, you know, I, I was, I was uh, 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 going back to, to, there's the one guy I follow on Twitter, 
and I can't quite tell, but because he doesn't, he he pits out some trades, but not all of them, etc. And when I, when I look at it, it, it's quite possible that he has sort of as many trades as you do, perhaps even more at any one given time. Um, I'm having to read between the lines. The difference, he, he's only trading, he's trading breakouts, but he's doing a couple of different breakouts. So, you know, breakouts from rectangles, um, and that, you know, and, and different styles of, of, of breaks, etc. not just the channels, but, you know, your, your, your uh, and then I've forgotten the the, the, the phrase. So it, it sort of narrows down and then breaks higher again. And well, like the falling wedge and stuff. Uh, that's it, falling wedges and the like. What I suspect, however, he's doing is he's he's trading global markets. And that's the issue. You know, whereas we trade the JC, we've got 50, 60, maybe 70 stocks that we can conceivably trade. He's probably got a universe of five or 10,000 stocks that he can trade. Um, the other thing he does slightly different, he doesn't gear his trades, he's doing ungeared. Um, so they will, <clears throat> they can run for, you know, he's been long of Amazon since March or April or something, I think April, maybe May. Um, I like the gearing. I mean, what we're doing is I gearing, I mean, dude, that in itself would pay for our, our Christmas holidays. Plus <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what, 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 so so what, I, what I found in the process with, with regards to these um, strategies and a lot of trades is that I'm starting to add a few filters. Um, started like, for example, um, trading with the 200 week behind, 200 week moving average behind me and 200 day moving average. Me. And when I'm looking at a bunch of these trades, some of them, I wouldn't have taken them if uh, I were to take them after I've implemented that, um, that filtering process. So the number of trades would have significantly uh, um, um, yeah. lessened, but I'm still holding them to either, you know, stop loss or target. No, no, sure, sure. Yeah. And, and, and in many ways, I can see you doing that. I mean, as I watch the videos of the, of the various different trades that, that you've done, I can see the, 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 and you've used that phrase and I keep on going back to it. Um, you're using that, that, that wind at your back and you're saying, well, hang on a second. What if I bring this as an extra filter? Um, and what you're not doing, which is the temptation is bringing in, you know, 25 indicators and waiting for them all to line up. You're kind of testing and feeling so it's very evident that you're, you're you're trying stuff here and and because then i go back to the risk management because you're doing proper risk management you've got the space to try stuff you know you, you can and if it doesn't work yeah, you're going to drop a bit of money and it'll cost you a couple of hundred bucks or something but it's not going to wipe you out it's not going to make a giant hole in your account it's not going to make you despondent and 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 everything else um so it it it, it uh 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 it gives you that space to try different things and to tweak different things and to and, and to bring different bits into the equation um, and, and and move it forward. Yeah. Um, which and then so I mean so short answer is is you know I, I you're doing good risk. I think you're 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 adapting um, and you're you're tweaking your strategy as you go along. And I think that makes perfect sense. We came into this with ideas of how we would, but of course. You know, the best ideas are great, but until we're practically doing, the ideas are just that. You know, we learn, you know, you learn by by being told, you learn by watching, and then ultimately you learn by doing. And and we're at that doing stage. You know, we've been told, we've watched, we've been on the videos, we've been to the courses. Now it's about that doing stage, which is when you really, really learn. And that's, you know, getting your hands dirty in a sense. 
Yeah. And and what are your thoughts on um because you know on, on trading forums and twitters and the like um saying on other podcasts and, and stuff like that saying um you need to be as much as you need to be diversified in the investment world you need to be diversified in your trading space diversified strategy wise diversified asset class wise and um geographically so as well the short answer yes um but not something that we force and, and how we manage that and it's because the whole plan, although it's taking longer than we thought, is you know trading SA equity is one thing, but now we want to bring in some indices, bring in start bringing in some commodities, uh, maybe FX, some offshore equities at the same time. Um, but to me, there's a bigger thing that we need to to perhaps be a little focused on, and and I'm I'm doing some digging around it. What happened back in March when the market collapsed, February, March, and that collapse? It didn't matter how diversified, it didn't matter what you owned. If you were long, you, you were getting stopped. And if you were short, you were making money. And I can't help wondering if our diversification shouldn't also be around. Or perhaps more important should be is a smattering of longs and shorts. You know, at the moment, I look at my portfolio. I've got five open trades, four short, one long. And that makes me a little nervous. You know, if we suddenly get a massive rally, I've only got one trade in that game. And that, you know, I'm going to enter the AVR now. Um, and that gives me a second trade into that game. The problem with that is I don't know, I don't know how we implement it. I don't know how, you know, you can't say every other trade must be a short. Um, I don't want to say that if there's five trades, uh, sorry, let me find that. I don't want to be saying that, um, I've got so many shorts on, I don't want to enter another short. Because, you know, the other thing was, I mean, if, we, if I go back to, 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 to February before the market was collapsing, I mean, there were short signals left, right and center. And a lot of traders, when, when things got really bad in, 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 into March, they were short because the market had been saying to them, be short. Um, so then I think, you know, are we trying to overcomplicate? Um, and I think maybe we are. And also an event like the sell-off in March, that was the first one in 12 years. So, you know, should we design a strategy for that? And my answer is, well, no. In which case, what we want is, is to be diverse across geographies and stuff. And, you know, when I put together a list of 100 shares, what I don't want is 100 tech stocks. What I don't want is 100 US stocks. I want some, you know, probably half will be US. Then I want some Europe. I want some Asia at the same time. You know, I want some tech and some financials. I want some mining stocks and stuff. And my watch list for for the JSC is very much that sort of a watch list. But it's still JSC. No, it's not. It's British American Tobacco, and you know, there's offshore there. But it's still, to my mind, it, it could be more diverse. And then, of course, commodities, indices, FX can then take that a step further at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, one of the things that caught me off guard, I knew um, it was going to happen, but I didn't anticipate it to be um, that long, is the, the, the amount of days that you're going to stay in a trade. I knew trading a daily chart, you're going to stay in, a, in trades for, for quite a bit, but didn't expect it two months in to be sitting in one position. Uh, I, I agree with you 100%. And that, that caught me by surprise as well. And that's, 
when I think about it, when I was trading my, my 721 on Aussie, I, I would have trades that would run for, 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 I mean, sometimes an entire contract and I would roll into another contract. Um, but I, I think with, you know, because I've been trading pre-market and stuff, you know, to my mind, uh, yesterday, I only exited the second half of my trade at about quarter to 10. So I was in that trade for an hour, man. And it felt like a lifetime. Um, but to your point is, is that it, these trades are running a lot longer than I thought. I mean, my trades that I'm in, I entered all of them in September. I don't have a live trade from October. I've had some that were in and stopped. But these are these trades are all almost at a minimum a month old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what what I found to be um, slightly uh, more challenging than I anticipated is managing winning trades than it was managing losing trades. Um, I don't know how you handle that. Always. That's it. <laughs> so so I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, to me. So I handled that in in, in the old days. I handled winning trades by exiting on stop. Um, and, and now I'm handling winning trades by exiting at target um, because winners, you know, I mean, I know someone who, who, who bought Capitec at, at 12 Rand a share and sold it at 24 because they doubled their money. Man, Capitec wasn't even warming up yet. No, that wasn't, you know, it was, it was, an, un, it was an ungeared trade, but it was still a trade. Um, and, and, you know, so that, that's why I kept an eye on the, the, the discovery, but that hasn't, you know, gone any further. But it is very much a case of I'm 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 watching what happens to those winners. But I I think to, in in the the rectangle in the in the breakouts there's very clear targets. And I think in engulfing candles that's going to become more of a challenge. And my default strategy then, and I don't know that this is necessarily right, is to is to really bring up that stop loss a little more aggressively. So when you get into the trade. You know what your initial stop is. Have a target at around two or maybe three times your stop. So you know, and then once you start reaching that target, is perhaps you know get get more aggressive on a, on a stop loss instead of a two ATR. Maybe look at a one ATR. Um, but that's something which which I'm going to have to to figure because at this point, I mean, I I'm with you. The, the losers are easy, hey? They're losing. Cut them. They 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 the ex partner. The winners, man, they're the hard ones. And and that is. I remember that from my days of equity trading in the early 2000s, in the late 90s. Knowing when to exit a winner was the hardest part of trading. Yeah, because you know how high can it go, especially in in the long uh, uh, long trades. Because short trades are fairly simple. There's there's a bottom yeah, somewhere. Yeah. There's a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> zero. And then the the long ones they're a bit difficult because how high can this go? And and with with short ones at least you have. Uh, usually have a bit of history of um, uh, levels in the past where mm -hmm. it could, you know, uh, potentially pause or, 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 or reverse or, or something of that nature. And the long ones, once you start reaching, do, reaching those all-time highs, it becomes a very, very difficult thing to manage in terms of staying in that trade uh, when, unless you're trailing that stop somehow, maybe using the previous couple of days low or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or using uh, the last yeah. red low, uh, the so last red my, uh, candle. Yeah, the low of the low of the previous red candles. What I would probably look to use and and, and get aggressive in, in in that space. Um, but it's going to be something I'm going to have to trial and error on. Um, yeah, it, it, it just because you know at the moment it's all targets. That's nice and easy. Um, but there's also the risk. I mean, if we if we look at so that chap who's still long Amazon and the current pullback. 
he didn't get stopped. And I'm like, dude, where was your <laughs> shot? You know, and, and I, I, I don't know what it, I mean, he's probably something, I don't know, around maybe 100% in profit. So I suppose at that point, you make your stop loss 80% in the profit, right? Because, you know, 80 or 100 is still a, a, a huge amount of, 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 of profit. Um, yeah, so it, it, I mean, that's going to be one of the challenges. I just had a quick peek at the AVR chart and now it's pulling back into the close and it looks like it might not confirm. And that's another thing that um, uh, 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 caught me. I knew it was going to happen, but, uh, the, you know, I tweeted this the other day that, you know, what, I've, what I'm realizing is that you need a discipline to wait for the trade. You need you need the discipline to to and discipline and the courage to enter into the trade, and the discipline to stay in the trade, and lastly the discipline to exit the position. Yeah, and so all that, of them are critically I'm, important. Yeah, your 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 entries you're doing them, but and and maybe this is just more me. So I enter at about now, right? About half past four, sometime between now and quarter to five, I enter my trades. Um, and and you, you you've got you've got different time points to enter them and 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 that you know I'm not sure if that is is a critique in in the sense of there's many ways to do this um, you know I would never enter a trade at half past nine in the morning um, unless I've set it a level or something you know you know like the Sassel one <laughs> I would have got into it you know whatever the time was if I just hadn't put two twenty instead of one twenty I would have gotten at whatever point in the equation that was. Um, the, the the to me my worry is always you know that initial spurt in the morning often it looks really good um and then by the time half past four runs around that trade is absolutely nowhere i think the distinction is there is how pure are we to be end of day uh, uh chartists yeah because if we're pure end of day chartists you want that close um so i i actually enter all, all my positions in the morning it's just that some some mm -hmm. of the position would be pending orders. We are just placing order in the market. Okay, so it's the pendings that come later in the day. Okay, yes, gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but only you, you uh, actually you're taking that 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 daily charges to step further than I am. You're saying no, no, I don't enter today. I want it to close today. I'll enter it tomorrow morning at yes. ten past nine. Yeah, and still uh, confirming. Yeah, and what that does, it gives me time to, if, 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 you know, the trade doesn't feel right, it gives me a lot of time to kind of, you know, analyze and check the chart properly. You know, I have more than 12 hours to make that decision. And then in the next morning, yeah, I don't want to be deciding that. while the market is moving at the same time. And, and, and actually, I quite like your idea. So here's the thing. So when we started chatting 10 minutes ago, the AVR was confirming. Um, and the only reason I didn't hit the trade was because we are talking and I don't, I can't do, you know, I can't do two things at once. And I checked the price and the AVR is not confirming. So I would have jumped into that trade and it might not actually close it or confirm. So maybe I need to shift my entries. So on my lazy, I used to do my entries on Monday morning. Um, there had been a time in, in an earlier time when I traded that system, where I entered them on Friday afternoon. Um, but we don't have DMA here. You know, if we could if we could trade in the closing auction, um, then that would be cool. Because then, if, if if the uncrossed price is a confirmation, you just go in at market and you know hope to get full for your full quantity. Um, we don't have DMA, so we can't trade trade the auction. So perhaps it's more a case of me flipping my 4:30 entry to a 10 past nine entry. Yeah, and, and which, which works. You know. For my days, I can, you know, 10 past 9, 4.30, each is easy as the other. 
Yeah, yeah. And to your point, uh, it could literally, and I can't remember which trade was it, it was confirming around, I was watching it, it was confirming, looking to confirm around quarter to five, and just before the close at 10 to five, it just came back and didn't con- the close didn't confirm. And yeah. if I was entering before the close, I would have gotten in and it didn't confirm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm actually going to go, I'll do that this evening. I'm going to go back and revisit my trades and see if I was better off with a morning entry rather than an evening entry. Yeah, the struggle... Also then to your point, is then you've got, you can take some time in the evening to to, to make sure your positions are there, you know, check them and et cetera. You haven't got that frantic checking the markets and hoping you don't miss anything and... Yeah, and the only struggle that I have with, with entering in the morning is those gaps in the morning because, you know, in the evening I plan my, my stuff properly. I write in my little diary how many shares I'm going to long mm-hmm. or short in the morning and whatever. And then the market just gets either direction and my risk is my risk that ju- then just gets screwed because I always just enter at, at the market if the, the, the decision gotcha. was to enter at, at market in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, and suddenly there's just no, yeah, yeah, I hear you. And that's just gapped away. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go back. Let me I'm going to go have a look at my previous trades and see if it makes a marked difference. I know that there's one of them and I can't remember which one it was. And I think it was the Vodacom where at 4.30 it was confirming, but the close at five o'clock wasn't a confirm. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it could make a, quite, a, quite a big difference in is one in trades that you, you don't enter or supposed to enter and uh, um, the price in which you pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you know yeah, of those agree. gaps yeah. in the morning. Yeah, so it, it swings around about, but I'm always a big fan of, of less trades are better. So yeah, if I'm, I will pay up for some of the trades, but then there's some I just won't get into. And I think in the swings and roundabouts, it probably evens out. Yeah, and and uh, another thing uh, in, with with the, the the thing of sitting with trades for for a long time, you know, it's a it's a quote that I got from from the remis- reminiscence of a stock operator when uh, Livermore mm-hmm. says, you know, it wasn't the thinking that made him the big money. It's my it was is the sitting. It's my favorite part of of I think it was chapter five, uh, favorite part of the of the book, and I'm starting to realize what he meant by that because. Um, once, when when you look at even with, whether you backtesting or um, uh, uh, actually trading, there's, there's 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 temptations from time to time to just take the profit, and of, of course it just runs through. Um, like I, I think it happened with with uh, multi choice where I, where I took profit at a hundred a uh, hundred and eleven rand. Now this thing is trading at about one twenty five. I think the last I checked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would have no, made yeah, yeah. a heck of a killing. <laughs> yeah, and and it is, it is, it, it it's that, it's that as you say, it's that it's that discipline to say no. I'm 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 going to do, you know, like 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 just leave it, just like let it happen. Like our job is to identify the entry, um, and then once we're in, our next job is to manage the the, the, the stop. Um, and and yeah, and, and then to your earlier point, you know, exiting in profit. But if it's moving, if it's happening, then then let's leave it to go. So uh, AVR is now fifty cents below my entry price. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, it's it's yeah, the equity market is a bit weird with the the high with the extended volatility that it has. Yes. 
<laughs> no, and, and that for me has been the, the, the weird part of this whole experiment. And it, 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 this, the, the one part that doesn't surprise me um, has been the, the volatility in shares. I mean, Aspen. So the day that they announced the sale of their business in, in uh, uh, Europe, I mean, there were about 100 trades at my stop level. And since then, the thing's just been falling. And I would have exited at my profit. Well, who knows? But I mean, you know, by now, I'd have a stop that would be 22 rand in profit. Yeah. And, and um, on, the, on the flip side as well, with, uh, I think it was with Liberty, it, it came within, I think, 13 cents of my stop and didn't touch it. And now it's, it's back in, 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 in very decent profit. It gave back all, those pro- all, the, all that loss. Yeah. And that discipline to say, I'm not going to exit unless my stop is hit. Has yeah. been, uh, and, and, and maybe he has, just go back to that earlier question of where do we exit at profit? And this was an old test which I used to use often was, would I put new money into this trade? Now, is this, so for example, I look at the Liberty trade uh, and I look at that chart and I think, man, this is a thing of beauty to be short of. Um, I look at the, the, the growth point. Yep, growth point as well. Um, yeah, absolute beauty to be short of. Old mutual, uh, yeah, old mutual, so-so. You know, the, the, the previous low wasn't a, a lower low. But it's a case of, you know, just a classic trade that's just going and you look at that chart and it just like gives you a warm feeling. Then it's like, well, hey, let's sit with it. If you look at that chart and the feeling's a little bit like, hmm, not sure, don't exit, but maybe be a little bit more aggressive with that, with that stop loss. Yeah, yeah, I had that feeling with uh, Remgro. I pulled my stop into break even. Came with it, I think, about 40, 50 cents of my, of my stop, 10 back. I thought I was going to get stopped out, but um, not, not so at the moment, at least it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that um, frustrates me. So, I mean, short answer. Well, yeah, distill. So, I mean, and that's an example of a trade that, you know, it's an engulfing blah, 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 but it's there. So I let it run. You know, it's costing me a little bit in funding every day. Um, how much is it costing me in funding? Oh, 50 cents or something. As much as that? Yeah, maybe 40 cents. Uh, you know, not enough to stress. Um, and that's the other thing with, if, the, if our trades were bigger, man, the funding rate suddenly becomes like, you know, when a trade is doing nothing, that funding rate starts to hurt. Um, yeah. But in this case, my distill is, you know, the funding's cost me 16 bucks and some change. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think uh, the me staying in the game and being disciplined uh, at the moment, at least uh, it has... There's, there's, there's a great degree of, of being well mentored by you, at least, you know, in close proximity and trading in, in, in public as well, which, which is something that you were, you were doing so the, for some time. Yeah. So the trading in public, and I've done it a couple of times, and it is, I mean, it, 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 it doesn't, there's always that risk that you just like, look like a fool. I mean, there's always that risk. But what it does do is, man, it, it almost forces that discipline on you, hey? Um, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't not be disciplined because the public will, will point at you. Um, and there was a chap, oh, like 20 years ago, we were on a, it, it was a, a, it was, in fact, I think it was a Usernet forum. It was that far back. Um, and he used to post all his trades. 
and 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 you know I, I remember chatting with him once and like you know and his logic was simple he said i post every single trade so that because the community will then keep me honest you know because like they know what my stop loss is they know what my exit strategy is um and and you know i thought he was like showing off no he was just doing it because this was the best way that he could be disciplined because people were were watching and 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 you know keeping an eye on him yeah 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 and that, that's that's one of the surprising factors of of that i found with trading in public to say you know being disciplined is kind of inherent in in in, in the process yeah when yeah. when when you were trading in public did you have fears of your your stops being hunted no um by people who can move the market yeah i mean look it's not impossible particularly you know like in 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 the distal trade in the liberty trade those are less liquid stocks when they get close to those levels someone could hunt my stop out um in in old mutual you know those sort of the the, the discovery trades uh, sassels mtns that does aren't going to be able to move a market sufficiently um it's also you know the, the folks who are who are hunting stop losses and i know folks who do it in the Aussie it's less that they're targeting you know they don't want my trade my trade's too small what but uh, i remember sitting with the guys at petries at storm trader in in cape town ooh maybe 4 years ago now this august um and and what they were doing is is they would just if the market sort of gets within sort of 30 points of of what they just think that's a zone where they're going to be a lot of stops hiding then they'll quickly whack it and hit it and 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 do that um but it was very much situation specific you needed you know the market in the right place it needed to be the right time of the day when there's lower liquidity so sort of you know late morning so sort of from the an hour or so after the london open until about an hour or so before the new york open so depending on on summer or winter would depend exactly when um so sort of 10 or 11 in the morning uh through to maybe around uh, half past 1 or 2 o'clock in, in in the afternoon um and that was very much more situation specific i mean there is a chance that somebody out there you know hates me or you and 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 tries it but it 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 I don't think it's I don't think they get enough from it to to really really make it happen and they have been I mean on the on the, on the liberty and on on so the liberty very much when we were literally cents within the stop loss yeah someone could have hit a couple and and triggered it for us but uh it it to me it's less of a personal issue it's more just a case of if there's opportunity and then the guys will grab it oh, okay got you got you now I mean uh, lastly before I close the show thank you very much for the opportunity um I really appreciate it and for the mentorship as well really appreciate that as well i mean i don't think the 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 progress and the growth would have been this quick without without that opportunity no dude uh, respect to you i think you're doing great i have i have looked at a lot of newbie trader portfolios and, and you're not completely a newbie but you're a newish be um and they usually look a mess and yours yours I mean sure there's a lot of trades in there but uh I mean it, it it's I think you're doing good. I think you're doing good. Cool cool. Yeah I mean that's it for the show this week. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um uh, be sure not to miss another episode by subscribing on the Village Trader or on your favorite podcatcher. Um follow me on Twitter at @njabulo_gotcha. Simon is at @simonpb on Twitter and Village Trader ZA both on TradingView and Twitter. 
join us tonight as you are listening. Uh, we're doing a live uh, CFD webinar with Simon with Think Markets. Uh, 5.30, we'll drop the link to that in the show notes below. Cheers. Uh, thank you for, thank you so much for your time and thank you for chilling with us. Always a pleasure, thank you.